I'm Jared. And I'm Eric. And you are listening to the Ascend Podcast, where college and university leaders, thinkers, and innovators come to learn practical and proven strategies for improving retention rates, graduation rates, and overall student success. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, everyone. We are wanting to do a wrap-up of season one of our Ascend podcast. It has been an incredible season, and we're grateful for all our listeners and all of you tuning in week after week. As always, I'm here with Dr. Jared Tippett. good to be with you today, Jared. Hey, Eric. It's good to see you. And yeah, crazy to think here we are wrapping up season one of the Ascend podcast. We're looking forward to season two, which will come here uh, in the weeks ahead. But yeah, here we are wrapping up season one. So Jared and I wanted to do what we have done countless times throughout the course of season one in our expert sessions, where we would regularly ask our experts a series of questions. And oftentimes, Jared, we would get people that would say, well, how would you respond to those questions, right? And so today we want to take turns responding to some of our favorite questions that we would ask our experts. So Jared, I'm going to kick it off. And these are questions that normally we would ask of our experts since you are an expert in your own right. So here we go. Jared, what are some of your favorite books on higher education and student success? Yeah, it's been so fun to hear all of the books that have come forward from our experts that we've asked as we've gone through this. And as I reflect upon the reading that I've done and some of the books that have impacted me in my work on student success and retention and higher education, of course, I think a, a real foundational book for me is Leading Change by John Cotter. We talk a lot about that in our first Ascend book, right? Um, but Leading Change that just is so good in guiding us through steps for creating organizational change. And it's been really helpful in our work. Another one is I love Student Success in College by George Koo and Associates, just full of great information. And many of our guests listed this one, Becoming a, a Student-Ready College by Tia Brown McNair. That, that's just a great, more recent book. You and I both love to read stuff on Gen Z and Tim Elmore has been impactful in that space. He and Andrew McPeak wrote the, the book Generation Z Unfiltered. I think that has been a great book to learn a lot about Gen Z. Uh, also, many of our guests mentioned this one too, um, but my, my mind goes to the book by Nathan Graw, Demographics and the Demand for Higher Education, right? That book, I think, really has shifted a lot of people's thinking in higher ed. We have a really interesting decade in front of us, and we have to be ready for how we're going to respond. And so I think those are some books that I would say have really impacted my thinking and in my work in this space. And then I think it's really important for people who work on this uh, retention and student success effort to sign up for and, and review the daily email digests that come in from the Chronicle of Higher Ed and Inside Higher Ed and EAB and some of these things. I just think it's really important to stay up to speed on what the national conversation is. I, anyway, those are some that came to my mind. What about you? What are some of your favorite books on higher education or management, leadership, student yeah. success, those things? I think your list is awesome. I think some that I would add to that. And I think it have been really important when when you're trying to oversee or start or implement student success efforts, some that help with that management leadership side of not only dealing with students, but also just teams. Atomic Habits is by James Clear is 
absolutely fantastic on helping students develop, but also mid-level managers and other people that are going to be overseeing student success uh, initiatives and, and learning how to, to structure it differently and create those habits around student success. Another one that really has been impactful over the past year and a half, two years since I've been teaching uh, and was also extremely helpful when, when I was working with you in that space is Drive by Daniel Pink and just shifting from the extrinsic motivators to really trying to help students and again, teams that are overseeing big efforts to find that intrinsic motivation and that that drive to move things along. I've also given uh, the impacts that COVID have, has had on shifting student preference and online uh, teaching. I've really found that trying to stay up to speed on what are the best practices in the online space and how to deliver effective and meaningful uh, teaching. So there's some really good online enga engagement interaction books and teaching. One that I've read, A Teacher's Guide for Online Learning by Linda Hockenberry, really good. But I think just really trying to perfect the craft and, and become better deliverers of what students want. And then to your point, not only those daily email digests and whatnot, but I have found over the past few years the need to just be in the news every day because there are things that locally, state legislatures, others are, are pumping down or implementing that may not directly impact higher ed, but may impact the way students are thinking, feeling, uh, and, and can really start having these, these trickle up or trickle down effects uh, in motivation, planning, scheming, uh, and student success initiatives. So those would be some that I would add to the list. Yeah, good stuff. All right. The next question we always asked our guests was this, what are some of your favorite podcasts on higher education and student success? And, you know, you and I are both kind of podcast junkies. And I know you have been listening to a lot of podcasts kind of in the management leadership space. I don't know. What are some of the ones you would recommend to our listeners or that you put in your ears as you're out for your morning jogs or uh, weekend hikes? Yeah, it's interesting. I obviously love the ones dealing specifically with student success, but I think even before my faculty role, I was involved really trying to better understand leadership and management in, in that sphere because you've got to have the courage, you've got to have the wherewith if you're going to lead out on student success initiatives to be able to, to do it. So three that really jump out to me, one is Coaching for Leaders, really enjoy that podcast, Dare to Lead, and then I've really enjoyed the, the Harvard Business Reviews, the HBR idea cast, really anything on, on leadership management and even looking outside of the higher ed space. I think you can learn so much that you can bring back into the higher ed world that can help with uh, retention, completion and, and student success. But what about you? I, I know you listen to a lot more podcasts than I do. What, what's on your list? Well, from the higher ed space, you know, I... I really try to listen to every episode from Jeff Salingo and Michael Horn's podcast, Future You. I love their work and, and the way in which they introduce current topics and, and those sorts of things. I love the Innovating Together podcast by the University Innovation Alliance. Uh, Bridget Burns uh, does a great podcast. I really enjoy Office Hours with EAB. They always cover some really interesting topics. And one that I really enjoyed, but they're not currently publishing it or no longer publishing it, but it was called Rebuilding the American Dream. Um, and they were interviewing lots of college presidents all over the country and uh, really found those to be insightful and, and worth a good listen. Yeah, th those are those great lists there. All right, let's jump to the next one. Um, 
and you and I are probably going to have the same answers on this, I'm guessing, but let, let's see where this goes. Which professional conferences do you like to attend in order to stay up to date on current research and best practices? Yeah, I think for both of us, our, I think our kind of go-to and favorite conference in this space is the National Symposium on Student Retention, which is put on by the folks at the University of Oklahoma and the Consortium for Student Retention Data Exchange. That conference always is full of really interesting presentations, great insights from schools all over the country. The sessions are always very data-driven. They are well-vetted, and uh, that's a great conference. Um, what about you? Do you have any other conferences that you would recommend? Yeah, that's always a good one. I'd also throw out there NASPA. I think that's a great conference for student success. And then if you're looking at that kind of first year or uh, orientation or some of those things, uh, NOTA is also a, a good one uh, to attend. So those those would be my three as well. Yeah. And the National First Year Experience Conference, you know, these are these are all great, done by wonderful people uh, who are really driving forward this national conversation. All right. The final question that we would ask each of our guests as we would interview them is what other professionals or experts or institutions out there are doing really interesting and innovative things in the retention, completion, and student success space? I don't know. What, what schools out there come to mind for you? This is a tricky question because we have had the privilege of interviewing and, and discussing and, and uh, learning about all the cool things that are happening. I, I think to answer this question, one that really jumps to my mind, are public regionals that have very little resources. We are seeing some really creative things coming out of some of these schools that are having to learn how to do more with less, learning how to break down barriers and find creative ways to reach students and, and guide them to the finish line. And I've, I've been inspired. I've learned a lot. But I, I would say, yeah, what institutions are really doing interesting, innovative things? It's these creative public regionals with very little resources that are just blowing me away with with their creativity and and their focus on student success. What what how would you answer that, Jared? What would you add to the list? Yeah, I I think institutions that have less resources have to get a lot more creative, just as you said, right? I've had the opportunity to work at some larger flagship type institutions. And, you know, of course, there's lots of cool things going on at big flagship institutions and institutions with a rich tradition of, of students succeeding there. But my mind goes to, uh, like you said, kind of the public regionals or, you know, community colleges are just awesome to look deeper into. Again, they are striving to help students from all different backgrounds succeed at high rates. I think HBCUs do amazing work in the student success space. Uh, they tend to be more relational in their approach. They tend to really dive into forming strong connections with students, helping students connect to their institutions, have rich traditions and those sorts of things. And, and their resources are typically more limited. And so they have to get creative. Um, another Base or type of institution that fascinates me are these massive online universities, you know, like Southern New Hampshire or Grand Canyon, Western Governors, Purdue Global, these sorts of institutions are really leading out in my mind with creating processes and systems and initiatives that focus on helping each and every one of their students progress from semester to semester to semester until they graduate. And I think they do a really nice job 
of creating that personalized approach to helping students succeed. So anyway, really cool things going on out there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Here's the last question for you, Jared. Uh, what are some of your favorite takeaways or big themes as we look back on on season one? Again, some amazing interviews and, and discussions, but talk to us about favorite takeaways, themes. Yeah. Wow. To pause and think about what, what is this? This is going to be episode 104 or something for this first season. You know, and we've we've talked about a lot of initiatives that come from from our book, and uh, season two will, like we said, launch soon, where we'll talk about lots of additional ideas from our second book. But as I reflect upon just some of the themes and some of the the ideas that stick out in my mind um, from our interviews and things, uh, I love how lots of our guests talked about really focusing on students and putting them first. I, I don't recall exactly which guest it was. I apologize. Talked about or, or said, we need to love our students to success. I love that. Um, I love how lots of the guests talked about the importance of being really systemic in our approach to student success, that we all get on the same page, that we are very strategic in our approach. I, I think institutions that are successful do that really well. Another theme I think, Eric, for me is that we all really need to focus on is, is creating this culture of accountability. You and I talk a little bit about this inside conversations and whatnot and, and with our teams here on campus, but higher education's not historically been great at creating a culture of accountability for our staff and pushing them toward achieving certain goals and outcomes. I think we need to focus on, on that a little bit more. Gosh, those are a few that come to mind. Maybe a few more will pop into my head as we go. But what about you? Um, what, what sorts of themes or takeaways from season one are on your mind as we wrap up? Yeah, as I look back and, and think through these episodes, there's a couple of things, and this may not make much sense to the listeners, but to me it does. I think one that really jumps out to me is institutions that are willing to have the courage to challenge the status quo and to ask those tough questions and uh, to be willing to try new things. I, I think that is one of the big takeaways is, and I think it's one of the things that's missing in the student success realm is, is having that courage to be able to try to, to, to challenge and, and to do. I think as well, one of the big themes, takeaways, and I'm very appreciative of these institutions who are willing to fail. I, I think it can be hard trying new things and, and, some may work, some might not, but to not get distracted or, or let the fear of failure overcome your your desire to lead with love. I, I like how you talked about that, to loving your students to the finish line. Um, and I think so. the, the final thing, and just piggybacking off, off one of your words, I think those institutions that are willing to hold people accountable, I think if you're really going to move the needle, you've got to find a mechanism to create clear expectations Make sure you're communicating and then hold people accountable. And that's the only way things are really going to get done here in, in these tough years ahead of us, right? So th those would be some overarching themes that have kind of, I've, I've seen interwoven or, or weaving throughout a lot, if not most of these conversations that we've had. Yeah, good stuff there. One other thought that jumped into my mind was um, the importance of, really getting to know our students. We have, you know, we talked a lot throughout the season about the changing demographic of student who's coming to campus. 
Gen Z and in the future Gen Alpha. It just we cannot continue to approach our work the same way we historically have. We have to get creative. Um, I remember one of our guests talked a lot about the importance of asking students, holding student focus groups, picking their brain, figuring out what we can do to help them be successful. Yeah, all, all these things are, I think, really important as we head into the next five years of, of this important work of retaining the students we get and helping them graduate and helping them succeed at higher rates. So any final comments before I wrap this up? Now, again, just a big thanks to the listeners for, for taking time to join us each week and special thanks to our, our experts. And we look forward to a fantastic season two coming at, at you soon as we dive into our, our next book. So thank, thanks for the great season. Yeah, Eric, thanks for all the good conversations. And thanks again, like you said, to our experts who have joined us. We look forward to interviewing other amazing people who are doing great work in this space all over the country for season number two. Um, like we said, that will be launching here shortly in the coming weeks as we prepare for our second book to release Thanks so much for joining us on this journey. And uh, we will be back and hopefully better than ever in the weeks to come. Take care. You've been listening to the Ascend podcast. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, we hope you'll give us a like on your preferred listening platform and leave us a review. We also would invite you to connect with us on LinkedIn by simply searching for us, Jared Tippett and Eric Kirby, where we would love to continue discussing today's topic with you. And for more practical and proven strategies, just like the one you learned about today, check out our book, Ascend to Higher Retention Rates, Practical Strategies for Increasing Student Retention, Completion, and Student Success, which can be purchased on Amazon.com or on our website, www.tippetskirby.com. We'll be back again soon with another podcast. Until then, keep on raging.